Namaste. Welcome to this interesting discussion on the similarities between the Congress and the Mughals. And uh, who else but uh, Sandeep Balakrishna to talk about that. Namaste, Sandeep ji. How are you doing? Namaste, Sanjay ji. Good to see you again. I'm doing good. I hope you're doing fine. Uh, yes, yes. All good, all good, all good. All good, yeah. Mm. And this is a very, very interesting series that you're writing right now, mm -hmm. comparing the Congress to the Mughals. Mm. So, um, what made you do this comparison? Uh, well, uh, I don't know, Yar. Uh, just going through some, uh, you know, records of that period, uh, Mughal ka isme, especially on their uh, administrative functions, or rather how the government function, various departments of the administration function, and, uh, you know, the method of uh, recruitment, employment, promotions, this kind of thing. And then I began to, you know, uh, how do I put it? It just struck me, actually. It just struck me that, you know, this is no different from how the Nehru dynasty ran uh, uh, India for, what, 55 years continuously. And the parallels were unmistakable. The similarities are almost, you know, it's like a Xerox copy. Except <laughs> the outward structure and the system of carrying on the business of government has changed. From a monarchy, rather, from a tyranny to a democratic tyranny. Okay. So that's what kind of seeded this thought in my uh, mind. And I began to explore, you know, deeper. Uh, so there's no <clears throat> factual accuracy when you make this kind of a, a comparative analysis. So the parallels were almost matching one is to one, almost. But in nature... Would you like to elaborate on them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where do you want, to, want me to start? We can start with Babar uh, and okay. Motilal Nehru. Ba <laughs> well, okay. Uh, that, that's technically not a valid co uh, comparison for a simple okay. reason. Okay. But although there is an element of slight element of comparison. So Babur did not, uh, you know, he founded the Mughal Empire in a sense. But by the time of his son, Humayun, he was forced to run away, right? And I think uh, some uh, Rajput king gave him shelter for a long time. Yes, Amarkot. So it was a shaky kind of a, a arrangement back then. So he did not leave. Babur founded the empire, but he did not... Uh, uh, you know, stabilize it in that sense, in the sense that Akbar stabilized it and consolidated right. it. So, but uh, just by the way of a small uh, comparison between Babur and Motilal Nehru, uh, see, trust you to bring out these gems, okay? This has not even occurred to me. Motilal Nehru also <laughs> ran away from the Congress for a while, no? Yeah, yeah. So, Motilal Nehru, you know what he was doing? He was funding multiple people at the same time, multiple interest groups. So while he was funding Mohandas Gandhi, he was also funding the uh, you know faction called Congress Socialists, and uh, yeah, that got a different name later. But But more importantly, in this context, <clears throat> Motilal Nehru, what he did, remember, India India was far away from getting independence when this guy was around, right? So I think in 1928 or 29, uh, Allahabad municipal elections. Both Motilal and uh, Jawaharlal Nehru 
<clears throat> you know, they held some kind of posts in the Allahabad the municipality. So you see, this family rule begins right there. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Yes. So Motilal Nehru, if I remember, he founded what is called the Khilafat Swaraj Party. Yeah, Khilafat Swaraj. Sorry, not the Congress Socialist. Yeah. Yeah. Khilafat Swaraj. Yeah. Khilafat Swaraj party mm -hmm. with uh, Chitranjan Das. Yeah, C.R. Das. Mm -hmm. Das. No, and, it, it, uh, goes deeper, it goes deeper than that. Uh, Gandhi, for example, I don't blame, I don't think Motilal was directly involved or maybe he was, he wasn't, uh, I mean, the facts are unclear uh, or I don't remember right now. When C.R. Das was in jail, that was a time that Gandhi, you know, completely usurped the Congress party. Okay. Yeah. So that, okay. that was the dawn of the so-called Congress era of Gandhi. Anyway, but we're digressing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Gandhi himself was a dictator. Yeah, he was a dictator. <laughs> he yeah. was a dictator. You mm. know that. The mm. dictator with a non-violent appearance. Yeah, non-violent dictator. The non-violent dictator. Yeah. So, uh, where do you place uh, Nehru then? You place Nehru uh, equal mm. to Akbar? Okay. So, as I've written in my piece, this is a larger parallel uh, to the Mughals. And I've taken the Mughals for two reasons, for comparison. Because that was the longest lasting Muslim rule in India, continuously recorded for about 167 years, roughly 175 years, <laughs> from Akbar till Aurangzeb. <clears throat> and its vestiges remain till about 1730. Uh, plus, Nehru, the Nehruvian establishment uh, has done a great service or disservice to Indian history by claiming that all the good things that came to India were a gift of Mughals. So that is the reason I've chosen the Mughals as a comparison. But uh, this comparison is equally applicable to pretty much all, uh, even to the various dynasties uh, that ruled uh, Delhi Sultanate in basic tone, character, tenor, and functioning of a typical Muslim empire. But because the Mughals, you know, uh, the impact that they left, both good and bad, mostly bad, uh, has been far-reaching and more long-lasting. So that is those are two basic uh, points for comparison with the uh, Nehru dynasty. Yes, but uh, Nehru, of course, uh, uh, mm. came to power only about 20 years of the time he first became uh, the mm. president of the Congress. Mm. That was uh, 1929. Yeah, and yeah, he, of course, he inherited it from his father. That is also correct. an interesting parallel. Yeah, yeah. Directly. No, no. So, yeah, the other point that's, of comparison... That's where the dynasty begins, actually. Yeah, that's with Motilal Nehru, it begins, true. But Motilal didn't live long enough to see his son become PM. So that's another thing. Uh, my other point of comparison is that this Nehru dynasty after independence, not before. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. So Nehru dynasty after independence becomes uh, all the way up to all the way up to Sonia. All the way up to Sonia. So the, you make Nehru the Akbar. I can make Nehru anybody. He can be, you know, he's, the, as Sitaram Goel said, he's the worst embodiment 
of all the imperialisms uh, that india was unfortunate to suffer from uh, uh, the mughal rule the muslim rule then uh, the british imperialism white man's burden and then communism he was a worst embodiment of all this so but for in the context of our uh, lecture he can be compared to anybody including jahangir including shah jahan but definitely not aurangzeb because for all his bigotry for all his uh, uh, fanaticism for all his hindu hindu persecution aurangzeb actually went out on the battlefield and put his neck on the line to wage you know wars against uh, hindu kings when did nehru ever put his uh, neck on the line sir see you look at his career as a freedom fighter each time a crisis you know hit a tipping point or a crisis was reaching a climax he would conveniently run away to europe meri biwi bimar hai mujhe us mahan nayak ne mujhe invite kiya hai russia yatra karna hai mujhe wahan ke jail inspect karna hai mujhe very conveniently you look at it you know from the time he got, got into active politics all the way till 1947 at every critical juncture in our freedom struggle nehru ran away from india aurangzeb didn't do that you know Correct. there are legendary Correct. accounts ah uh, yeah there are legendary accounts about how aurangzeb would you know when the war was raging and it was time for him to do the namaz he would get down from his horse and spread his mat out there in the on the battlefield and then do his namaz at least that man put his neck out on the line what did nehru do backbiting you know backstabbing getting rid of his uh, opponents through mostly foul means monopolizing both the congress party and the government so give credit or uh, in that in this limited aspect aurangzeb is better than nehru Uh, yes but and, i am not comparing nehru with aurangzeb that, that is, yeah. that is uh, the latter part of the empire uh, no, course, your so. question your question was whom do you compare uh, nehru most with who does he most resemble so definitely not aurangzeb but akbar yeah. jahangir and shah jahan definitely he yeah, had all the, more with jahangir and shah jahan ha sorry more with jahangir and shah jahan more yeah more with jahangir and shah jahan i completely agree and so uh, who would be his noor jahan mm-hmm. and his taj mahal hey yeah, how many noor jahans <laughs> well jahangir killed the husband and uh, yeah and he married left the wife yeah yeah so uh, they did not see does... each other for, for uh, they didn't see each other he didn't see her for 3 years some nonsense is a story that goes that bengal ka governor he had him murdered no ब्रिटिश बिल्डिंग इन टू तीन मूर्ति भवन Okay. <laughs> That is the Taj Mahal. It's still Nehru Memorial yeah. Museum. Yeah, now it is Nehru Memorial, yeah. Which the PM is kind of, you know, 
doing a good job of whatever is doing with that prime minister's uh, gallery yeah 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 uh, diluting you it have, sort of you have to give it to modi for that that kind of thing mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't mention the noor jahan and the mumtaz mess let's have the the, the entire so, gallery no, no, so many so many noor jahans and so many mumtazes but i think topping that list is edwina mountbatten yeah that was a catch no yeah the huge catch hmm but who caught it only the walls some i re- remember reading uh, somewhere that uh, you know if only the walls in uh, you know that imperial house in shimla now it is iias right if only right. the walls could uh, speak yeah yeah so wo hai so then you had that uh, shraddha mata somebody Hmm. Hmm. And not to mention Padmaja Naidu. Yes, Padmaja Naidu. Yes, certainly. Padmaja Naidu, very much. So the, the story goes that uh, uh, Edwina Mountbatten, uh, no Nehru had uh, put a life-size picture of Edwina Mountbatten in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And once Padmaja, you know, saw that and she was infuriated and ordered to have the picture taken down. but it still rem- remained there i read this somewhere apparently she used to live uh, in the teen yeah, yeah. she used to live yeah he had uh, let out some kind of a outhouse within the complex of teen murti to padmaja yeah yeah to padmaja right so so this was the jahangir and shah jahan but then uh, uh, the, yeah. uh, who would you who would you place as the aurangzeb indra or rajiv Ah, good question. Actually, Aurangzeb is Indra. The democratic okay. setup, the amount mm-hmm. of institutional abuse, and you know, culminating in emergency, and then you know, all that Operation Blue Star, that was nothing short of this kind of legacy of Aurangzeb, right. using state power to crush dissent. Hmm. and indra of course uh, was not loath to venture out on the field and to no definitely her... no no definitely not you have to give her that uh, credit uh, to her for that she would take things head on yeah anybody who... yeah yeah anybody who came in the way of her you know unquenchable thirst for ambition would be ruthlessly crushed yes so you cannot accuse her of running away Ah, uh, you can't rec- uh, accuse her of running. Yeah, she was anything but a coward. That is true. Okay. So how did they, in this period you talk about that, the administrative system? You know, use it for destructive purposes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the administrative system. So how mm-hmm. did the administrative system yes get subverted during these two mm-hmm. eras? So what's that comparison? Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, the Mughal administration. it was concentration of power right all the power lies with the sultan and other people other officials uh, all these jagirdars uh, subedars uh, those people top guys mansabdars all those guys they hold their fiefdoms at the whim and fancy and the will and the pleasure of the sultan right so there are no you know well defined rules for governance there were well defined rules 
for <laughs> no extracting revenue right see akbar for example and this this was you can't give full credit to akbar for doing this uh, raja todarmal you have to give him credit for the first time akbar instituted an extraordinarily complex and vast bureaucracy all aimed at you know tighter control and uh, squeezing of revenues so he had minute information till the last paisa kaun se subah se kitna aata hai and that amount should come if the revenue was 100 rupees every that you can't extract more than 100 from that province now you have a mirror exact mirror in indira gandhi's time okay that is when corruption which was you know ministers used to be ashamed in nehru's era that you know about corruption scandals so it was kept under the wraps and pretty much in a manageable condition indira gandhi just demolished that whole notion saying that okay so this is where you have the parallel with especially with akbar's administration uh i was talking to a retired uh, ias officer and he told me a very interesting thing a very senior gentleman in his 80s so he told me a very interesting about devrajaras <clears throat> he said that you know people once apparently devrajaras told uh, you know uh, told him or somebody close to in his close circle that look people accuse me of corruption they say that you know i take bribes and all that but i am answerable to that lady there he had a word for her this is not my word he called her tataki tataki so he okay. said yeah he said this woman knows precisely how much money to extract from each department both in the central government and at states and she would fix these quotas targets monthly targets so there are others confesses how can i raise this money through normal channels so you see the one to one match with akbar and indira gandhi right okay as far as the administrative uh, uh, extraction is uh, concerned correct that is one uh, the second part is uh, regarding uh, uh, you know transfers and postings and um, uh, promotions so basically it was a mogal darbar right a job interview meant that you should find a patron like i want a job at uh, akbar's court or jangir's court i can't go there directly so what i will do i'll have to catch hold of a existing courtier or someone who has some kind of limited clout in the court and he will take me to the sultan to akbar or shah jahan and then right we have a meeting uh, rather the sultan has a meeting and he should like me basically that again depends on the stature of the uh, dalal or the courtier who's taking me there my patron so depending on that my employment would be fixed or i would be rejected and depending on the status of this middleman i would be given a job accordingly so if you command a large respect if you are somebody uh, you know like asaf khan jahangir's brother in law so if you are someone like that he is my sponsor chances are that i'll get an extremely lucrative appointment there's no question of qualification 
there's no question of ability no question of competence just okay jahapana ko main pasand aa gaya to chalo job de diya so this used to be in a norm and even promotions used to be decided on that basis okay so that is as far as the indira gandhi era is concerned but where would you put uh, hmm. rajiv gandhi abhi i forgot I, for, i forgot to tell you one more thing wait, wait i forgot to tell you one more thing no yeah. i forgot to tell you one more thing so jahangir for example he had uh, a policy he had made a state policy of frequent transfers of officials of governors and you know uh, mansabdar subedars frequent transfers so this also has a mirror with the way the nehru dynasty you know used to do the transfers and postings like you are a former ias officer to ek hi jagah mein 10 10 saal 15 15 saal kaisa ho sakta hai right or the sudden shunting out of a lucrative what is known as a plum posting right to some god forsaken place so you see these parallels everywhere Ah, yeah, yeah. Your question. Yeah. So, where, where would you place Rajiv Gandhi then? Bahadur Shah the first. Ah, uh, Bahadur Shah Zafar actually. Well, Bahadur Shah Zafar is there. He's out on the streets now. No, Bahadur Shah. But uh, that uh, Aurangzeb's immediate successor. I'm talking about. Ah, uh, no, no. Actually, I'm. I mean, I mean, two or three. he minds about this but i'll take your uh, uh, yeah your example mohammad um, shah uh, the second shah succeeded you know who's that guy no nahi nahi ek wo unka aurangzeb ka aurangzeb ka sabse bada aulad wo mar gaya he died when he was 39 years old the guy who uh, you know who succeeded him after this bloody war happened no this palace palace coup happened and you know this guy came on the throne was that mohammad shah the first No, no, no. It was Bahadur Shah the first. Ah, sorry, Bahadur Shah the first. Yeah. So, yeah, his original name was something else, huh? Yes, his original name was something else. Ah, कुछ A से शुरू होता है. That that's the name I was thinking of. जाने दीजिए. Ah, Muzam, Muzammal something. One of those. Muazzam. 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 Yeah, Muazzam. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Rajiv Gandhi can be fairly compared to him. but what rajiv gandhi got unlike uh, uh, bahadur shah the first was that he, he got an unlimited majority so this uh, bahadur shah the first didn't get he basically inherited a you know shattered empire for all practical purposes but in case of rajiv gandhi he was presiding over a shattered empire without knowing that indira gandhi had destroyed actually the she had actually destroyed the congress dynasty in a very very deep sense the illusion of those 400 plus mla mps you know thought that i am invincible that this party can continue uh-huh. from that perspective also uh, he can be compared to this fellow uh, bahadur shah the first Okay, then we know about the so, intrigues like, of the Sayyid brothers who virtually ruled the empire for quite some time. Huh? So, who are these Sayyid brothers? No, you have to. Can you? 
can you repeat the question i'm saying that after bahadur shah come the, the number of you have fatsier mm -hmm. and others but uh, the actual power was wielded by the sayyid mm -hmm. brothers uh, for about a yeah, decade yeah sayyid brothers yeah 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 they were the guys they were the power behind the throne right Hmm. So who are these Sayyid brothers? So the problem? powers behind Rajiv Gandhi's the powers behind Rajiv Gandhi's throne were several actually. You had this guy Arun Nehru, right? And Arun Singh, yeah. and uh, all his boon school buddies basically. You had another guy called Bhuta Singh. This man was so shameless. He made a call to the principal of the Doon school and said, "You know, I." I am sending you Rajiv Gandhi's measurements. So I want you to, you know, stitch a uniform of the Dune School because we have a reunion there. By mm -hmm. And he sent the Prime Minister's official plane all the way to Dune School in one within one afternoon or within 24 hours. Just he sent this official plane just to get, carry his uniform. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This was arranged by Bhutan. Those are the great elites. Those are the great elites, of course. The, the great uh, elites of that. Yeah. You, where, does, look, where does Sonia Gandhi come into this? Sonia Gandhi, uh, interesting. I can't make any, you know, one-to-one -one comparison between the Mughal dynasty and Sonia. You can compare her with, uh, you know, Noor Jahan, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the name that comes to my mind is Noor Jahan. I mean, this subject to uh, debate, of course. So, the wielding of the power behind the throne, Noor Jahan did it like no other Mughal Begum did. Correct. Literally, Jahangir was a slave. Unke, literally, in the literal sense, unke mutthi mein the, Jahangir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she would supervise you know, which mahal, which which zanana he should visit. And uh, uh, there is a very famous anecdote. She would supervise the appointment of the hijras also to the zanana. Mm -hmm. So the story goes that uh, one of the hijras was engaged in an amorous act with one of the uh, concubines. Mm -hmm. And she he caught them red-handed. Mm -hmm. And she had this hijra skin alive uh, or, you know, his throat was cut or something. And then this poor woman, mm -hmm. for unfortunately for being Jahangir's concubine, she was dragged into the middle of the streets in Agra and a pit was mm -hmm. dug. And mm -hmm. she was, uh, you know, stripped naked, almost naked. And her two arms were tied to two mm -hmm. poles, wooden poles. And she was made to mm. stand in the summer heat of Agra for three days. And the mm. screams of her agony, suffering, mm. you know, it, it, it was reverberating throughout Agra. Nobody dared to come forward. And she died in that condition. That's very... This was Noor Jahan. So, so, Sonia is as ruthless as Noor Jahan? Well, uh, I don't know. These are stories recorded in... Uh, their own chronicles. Sonia, I don't know whether she is left behind a chronicle or not. The private lives of uh, rich and famous people, powerful people, politicians. 
you when they are alive there is only hearsay but we can't go on hearsay but she's definitely ruthless in one sense in the way she hounded all the appointments during the ab uh, washpay period the way she hounded all the newspaper editors bureaucrats other people right who were who had uh, who were either close to perceived to be close to the bjp or the bjp government or people who had criticized her lots of careers were destroyed ruined so i guess that is also ruthlessness Mm, quite right. She is reported to be quite ruthless. Actually, the, in fact, yeah. the ruthlessness can be seen in the way she pursued Narendra Modi. Mm. She, uh, oh, yeah. you have to yeah. give the credit to her that she perceived it and she actually could see, foresee, yeah. a exactly. long time before uh, Narendra Modi actually became a power. Yeah, yeah. she could she foresee that this would be the man. So and you have to give that to the Congress him. actually. They are very good at they are very good at identifying mm. Congress. It is very good at identifying who their most powerful adversary potentially be, and they they would nip them in the bud. Such as and they don't spare one of their own. The classic the classic case is P V Narasimha uh, Rao. right and uh, and this was not just you know uh, when he was you know, hmm, this was even before in the 1970s when uh, indira gandhi made him the uh, chief minister of ap and she recalled him for two years after two years one year or two years i think simply because she felt that he was growing too big for his boots yes and uh, right and Sonia did it with the. This is exactly the same. Uh, YSR. Yeah, YSR also. Yeah. Good example. Sharat Pawar to some extent. Right. Mm. Right. So this so is classic Mughal behavior. Yeah. So that now brings us to the Mohammed mm. Shah Rangile. I can't hear you. That that brings us to Mohammed Shah Rangile. I can't. I, right. Huh. Who could it be? I think it's very obvious. You know, I think uh, the closest uh, person that comes to Mohammed Shah Rangile in uh, in a very limited sense is uh, another Nehru dynast whom we never mentioned so far. Perhaps the worst of the lot, Sanjay Gandhi. Why not Rahul? Rahul, I won't credit him with so much, uh, Sanjay ji. Seriously, I don't. Uh, I don't credit him with anything. You know, he he walks around with with a perpetual daze. You know, he, his demeanor, the way he conducts himself, his speeches. There's a reason he's become a national joke. He just gives out those vibes. I can't even compare him to uh, Mohammed Shah Rangile or, or anybody for that matter. No, he's not fit, fit to occupy that pretty thing. Mm -hmm. Seriously. 
he is the most unlikely mogul in that sense okay so now where do you see the congress going where do i see the congress going well yeah. downward to extinction or whatever is left of it let's see how long it carries so there's only one way for them to go and they're already going and with every election with every rally with every speech they are you know basically digging themselves deeper the, their own grave deeper how, how do you climb back from 44 seats or 50 seats to a respectable number they can't even climb it to to three digits it is all these uh, regional satraps that are actually holding the top together it's a very parasitical relationship except that you don't know at which point who becomes a, para a parasite is it the gandhi family which is a parasite or these uh, regional guys who are the parasites the roles keep getting changed yeah there's also one very important comparison is that uh, once the decline set in after aurangzeb mm. then mm. the satraps they started carving out their own kingdoms mm. yeah bengal i mean but but for aurangzeb's uh, decline you wouldn't have this uh, nizam of hyderabad right right that fellow just broke away and went off all the way till uh, deccan to hyderabad and said look you can't do anything to me tum chup raho agar paisa chahiye to main dunga this is what sidramaiya was doing hmm. he said so, tk fine you are my boss no ashok galo is doing that that's what they were doing so that uh, uh, who was that asaf somebody you know the founder asaf of the ja. nizam dynasty asaf ha? ja asaf ja ha so jh j a h yeah yeah he basically ran off down south and bola theek hai tum mogal ho tum mera aaka ho but only you know bolne ke liye bas agar paisa chahiye to chit le lo you know you do, you no longer have the power to send an army to punish me quite right nizam was if one. indira gandhi was there if indira gandhi was there somebody like sidramaiya she would have pushed him with yeah yeah so uh, yeah and so bengal similarly we saw that happening in ah, bengal all, all all over all over the place over. gujarat as well yeah bengal yeah and maharashtra they are already lost to shivaji yeah madhya pradesh that malwa region so many uh, kings you know they just small time chieftains hindu hindu chieftains and you know nawabs they declared independence quite right एंड अपना वो चांदेला वाला चंदेला बुंदेलखंड वाला छत्रसाल कांग्रेस इज लाइक दोगल एम्पायर एंड जस्ट एज दोगल एम्पायर appear to be in its mm. uh, last legs similarly mm. the congress is also appearing to be in its last mm. legs see physically those guys are uh, you know there at the helm and uh, the rest of the 
whatever is left of the party will also be smashed into you know total pieces no this is not a period like you know during uh, uh, pv narsimh rao and ndt tiwari and arjun singh could form their own uh, open their own shops that is no longer uh, no longer the case so all the right. big guys you uh, uh, anand sharma and the rest of that uh, g23 or g46 or whatever look at how many people have uh, you know deserted them actually not deserted it was if they stayed back in congress any longer it would be suicidal gulam nabi azad you don't need a bigger example than him yeah right? even kapil kapil sibal has left kapil sibal yeah no? very smart of him no <laughs> see all these guys were, all these guys were union ministers Mm-hmm. अब देखिए इनका हाल क्या है वो है एंड द अदर इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग इज द क्रिएशन ऑफ अ कॉन्शियस क्रिएशन ऑफ दरबार एंड दिस यू नो हैपन विथ नेहरू सो अपने महाराजा वो डूंगारपुर राजस्थान का द रॉयल फैमिली ऑफ डूंगारपुर ना डूंगारपुर one of its descendants uh, his name begins from n he was an I- ics officer back then and uh, he took a petition to nehru for some business proposal from the government side basically to set up something or some restitution of some old uh, lands or something like that but for noble cause basically and nehru said okay you seem to be a very dignified uh, man i'll uh, sanction it or kuch bhi karke ek aashwasan deke bhej diya tha uske baad that same proposal he granted to one of his business tycoon buddies nehru <laughs> and the most flamboyant high profile example is this fellow no jayanti dharmateja yeah <laughs> remember him na yes 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 you yes, have heard of him in your, during your yes, service yes. also बच्चों को लड्डू मिठाई लेके आता है संजय गांधी good for nothing fellow sanjay gandhi basically us jason ko without any qualification see what i say without any qualification would you even if i apply for an apprenticeship for a place you know an engineering apprentice basically in a place like rolls royce they look at me funny inko see रेड कार्पेट मिलकरा Hmm. But 
here you have to give it to the dynasty how sultans operate in front of the whole court ah you are my dearest friend tk if you get jayanti dharma teja is a classic example of a very timeless phenomenon of this darbari culture he made the cardinal mistake of getting too close to the family which burned him he was in jail all those cbi cases that were put on him right he, he was arrested by the interpol then he was arrested by the cbi put in jail which indira gandhi came to support which rajiv came to support all these people had you know received benefits from him isko kehte hai darbar culture yes this is what they were doing yes uh, and uh, the present uh, what would you call him i, I think i'll find a right parallel and rahul hmm. gandhi has great objections to adani and ambani instead uh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and 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 his satraps do not have incident <laughs> what did rajiv did rahul gandhi say anything about the ambani's when uh, his government was in power for two uh, two terms never his mother's government was in power never to adani either huh? never for adani either never for the tatas never never look at any top corporate house तब बोलते थे क्या अडानी अंबानी अडानी अंबानी अडानी अंबानी दिस इज क्लासिक दरबार कल्चर सो दैट वाज अ मुगल सल्तनेट दिस इज नेहरू सल्तनेट और नवाबुड्डा व्हाट एवर राइट थैंक यू संदीप इन द पैरेलल्स आर जस्ट टू ऑब्वियस टू नो इग्नोर या आर वी डन Uh, I think so. I think we've uh, made the comparisons, and uh, okay. I, would advise, yeah. I, I would advise mm. the viewers that you can go to Dharma mm. Dispatch and uh, mm. read the series that Sandeep Balakrishna has written on this comparison between the Congress and the Mughal Empire, and mm. that is where we end. So thank you all. Thank you to all viewers. Thank you, Sadiq Ji. Thank you. My pleasure. Jai Hind. Jai Shri Ram.